0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or
1: sponsors. All right. Welcome to Refrigerator Diaries. Hashtag Refrigerator Diaries. Keeping the people engaged with the food. Share your stories, videos, music, topics. Let people know what's on your diary. Hashtag what's your RD. So we are with a very special individual here. Um, the very first time I came into contact with this man, he was being recognized as one of the hottest new restaurants uh, within the city of Detroit. And, uh, it, it all came from uh, very humble beginnings. Uh, we're always talking about chefs that, uh, come up um, and go to culinary school or don't go to culinary school. But uh, here today we have one that has uh, worked uh, under the very renowned um, Wolfgang Puck and, in fact, uh, was given a little bit of different information from what uh, we're used to hearing. Uh, Chef Elahu, how are you?
0: I'm, I'm good. I'm good, Chef. How are you? How are you? Uh, good. good. Hey, a Good evening. I
1: appreciate you coming on. Chef's uh, giving us a call here. I'm calling in. Um, and uh, currently, right now, a fellow food truck operator as well, right?
0: Yeah, operating a food truck, um, cilantro, cilantro, Detroit gourmet to go, um, street eats, you know, extraordinaire. Um, you know, it's a, it's i am I'm, I'm grading myself on a learning curve with this food truck thing.
1: Okay, I mean, but you know, you. The first step is is getting. I I think like some of the most successful people say that no matter what you do, even if you face failure, still move forward because if you move forward, you will be decisive versus if you move backward or stand still, you will be indecisive.
0: Correct. I, I would agree with that assessment.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, and you, you've got some great background here. You worked under Wolfgang Puck. You were the uh, director of uh, culinary for the Detroit Zoo, right?
0: Uh, yes. Um, Yeah, I was a uh, formerly executive uh, sous chef for the culinary operations for the Detroit Zoo. That's um, amazing. Under a company called the SSA, which kind of ran the Detroit Zoo and the Belle Isle Nature Center and, um, a lot of events and weddings corporate events all the way down to picnics you know
1: oh yeah so you are all over you're pretty much handling thousands of food events a year i imagine right
0: yeah 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 uh, multiple and right? anywhere ranging from uh two people to 5000 people oh wow
1: See, and (laughs) that, that, that's one of the things that, that will, I'd love to get into with you is just what is the thought process for you when you, you start to think about things on, on that level. But uh, before we get into that, let's, let's go into a little bit of your history. So, um, you started off in culinary school. Is that correct? Was this the first thing or did you, were you starting in something else? And then you decided to go to culinary school. Actually.
0: I was starting something else. I had in my mind that I wanted to be uh, in construction, carpentry, drafting. I, I liked drawing and building things. Oh, really? I thought that, yeah, I was like, I was interested in it and um, it's always something I wanted to pursue, but I never really got the opportunity to. So basically coming up, you know, um, my, my mom, you know, single mom, you know, she got into a, um, a bad car accident when I was around 10 years old. So, with that being said, I made it in my mind. I said, well, you know, I'm going to get a job, you know, as soon as I can. Hmm. I, I got a facial hair a little early. And uh, when I was about 13, I decided to uh, go out and look for a job, you know. Um, okay.
1: Man, you're um ambitious initiative.
0: <laughs> yeah, I literally, I walked into uh, restaurants in Greektown and would knock on doors and, you know, ask if people needed help. Um, I used to uh pull trash and wash dishes for uh uh a restaurant called the click on um East Jefferson <laughs> Seriously? downtown area yeah oh, so, uh, it's so it's i po- still uh at the click yeah so you know and um i, I waited tables um you know i, I did uh banquet waiting for a company called first impressions and i learned how to pour wine and and carry trays and i did that until i was about 14 15 Mm-hmm. Um, from there on, I started cooking at the uh, the African World Festival with the uh, with with a guy called Uncle Chris. He was a Senegalese uh, brother. Okay, and um, how to he uh, had me. Yeah, he had me cooking with him, doing like chicken dishes, and um, you know, and and, and for the uh, people at the African World Festival, that was one of my my taste, my first taste of uh, high pace uh, culinary operations, basically. Okay, um,
1: That's fast, fast. Yeah, from
0: there. Yeah, I happened. I fell into cooking literally. I was bucking okay. tables and um, so expediting you were, for you the a at a place called the Detroit Yacht Club.
1: Industry gentlemen, you've you've been in it forever.
0: Yeah, literally. I'm I'm talking. I'm probably about twenty something years in. Yeah. Um and, so and we with the Detroit I, Yacht Club. Uh, sorry, go ahead.
1: You were at the Detroit Yacht Club.
0: Yeah, I was at the Detroit Yacht Club. I started it. I was about. 15, 16 years old, I was um, bussing tables. I was a bar back and I was waiting tables. One day, I was uh, coming into the kitchen and there's a a chef there by the name of Robert Worth. I never forget this man because I believe he was, somebody told me he was a master chef along the lines later, but I'm not sure if that's certain, Uh, but he was a great dude. And um, So one day I come in the kitchen and he's like, looked a little frantic and I'm like, hey, what's up, chef? And uh, he's like, "Uh, hey, 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 um, do you want to learn how to make biscuits. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm like, um, you know, uh, sure. And, um, you know, basically he, uh, grabbed some, uh, you know, pans and showed me how to make some biscuits. And all of the cooks caught off that night. I don't know what happened. They were (laughs) on strike. they were pissed off at them or whatever, but nobody showed up. We, it was about maybe, uh, I wanna say might have been a like Thursday evening or something like that. I don't think it was a Friday, but mm-hmm. it was a day where we still had maybe about fifty, sixty reservations. You know, it was a it's a private club, so you know, you, you know it doesn't get always busy. So I see. has that ever happened you to know, you by the way?
1: You, ha- you ever had a mass mass call off on you?
0: Um, it happened where I've lost about four or three or four guys, you know, at the same time, like maybe like two Two stewards and like a line cook, or two cooks and like a uh, and like a steward Cause Um, it's slow, you know. Or you might only have like one dishwasher, and it's like, dude. That's the next thing you know, you're in the dish tank, and then you're still expoing, and, you, and you're working oh, yeah. saute. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been there. So, I mean, okay. slowly but surely, I kept coming back to the kitchen. Long story short, um, he asked me, um, he asked me, um. Uh, he asked me um, if I wanted to learn, you know, more things. So I, I kind of came back and was watching him like, you know, every now and again. For some reason, I picked up things really quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I started to join the kitchen for about a day or two a week, you know, in the midst of a uh, busing. One yeah. day he asked the uh, the uh, food and beverage director if I could come on for a time. He got really interested in me. So I said, sure. Yeah. So I did it. And uh, I think I want to say. In about a year, I, less than a year, I probably went from uh, uh, garnishé to uh, sauté. I probably went like right from I probably you know right. I kind of every day I went down the line and saw what the other cooks were doing. Yeah. So if I wasn't you know you know cutting fruit, then I was on a sauté. If I wasn't there, then I was on a uh, roaster shirt. Yeah. If you know, so that's kind of how I went. And then I, I basically kind of within a year got. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but honestly, I got a little bit more. Than a lot of people who have been there
1: for years. Yeah, you know, so, an interesting uh, bit of information I learned is that youth, like in their adolescence, children they they learn about approximately an average of about five thousand words, maybe even a little more. Uh, wow! What happens with adults is that adults uh, end up getting to a point where they learn an average of about 15 words uh, in a year so uh, I wonder if you know just the the exuberance of uh, curiosity at, at a young age really fed into you know your fire like this is what you this is what you were absorbing so you it, it grew uh, rather quickly
0: right might maybe have been what it was I was kind of thrust into like a hypobaric time chamber or something um, yeah, but I mean and I just soaked up your food's Everything good. that I could, I, I could, that I could,
1: yeah, no, know, at the time. I, and that, that shows off. Um, and, uh, what, what's your Instagram? How can people see, uh, some of the work that you do?
0: Um uh, well, I have an Instagram for my, uh, food truck company, which is Cilantro Detroit, but my main Instagram, because, um, Cilantro is a conglomerate with me and two of my partners. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, one is Gregory Cook and uh, Keemar Brooks, who's a, a prominent real estate agent in, in, in the uh, state. But my personal Instagram is Culinary Karma Sutra, like good karma, bad karma.
1: <laughs> okay, um,
0: It's based off of a book I want to write one day. And that's kind of shows, like, uh, more recently, the food truck food, but also some of the other things that I do, whether it be uh, desserts to, uh, you know, uh, charcuterie or... Whatever, um, you know the the event calls for at the time. Yeah, we so love it. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of just made my rounds. I used to work at the Rattlesnake Club for a few years. You know, um, mm-hmm. I worked at Opus One before they closed as a teenager. I, when I was simultaneously while I was at the yacht club, okay. I decided once I knew that I wanted to cook that I wanted to be best at, it, like best I could be anyway. Right.
1: right. So
0: I decided to take part time jobs at more. High-end restaurants. I like to say, Rattlesnake Club was just an operation under uh, Chef uh, Jimmy Smith, mm-hmm. and um, and I studied also under Chris Franz. And I believe that oh, Chris, yeah. Rattlesnake Club at the time was uh, more or less like going to culinary school.
1: Oh, like
0: yeah. when I got there, we were making our rolls. We we had to take turns doing that. We had we made our crew times from the scratch, and <laughs> we made our. We made our ravioli, uh, our tortellini from scratch. Mm-hmm. We, I was in charge of, uh, I was a saucier, so I made, I was in charge of sauces. So every single aioli or anything that came in the house, I was making it. Uh, yeah, whether it sucks. be grounding mustard seeds and trying to make mustard, or whether it be making, you know, uh, lemongrass aioli, or yeah. you know, growing the lemongrass, everything. Um, saucier position. I had to do
1: something. Don't hear a lot of a barbecue yep. restaurant will have a saucier. Uh, going yeah. going through with those. So uh, uh, that's awesome. So and all of this was this before or after Wolfgang? Puck?
0: This is before. This is all before I okay. was um still in my teenage years, probably early twenties. Okay, and then and,
1: uh you start, and
0: uh, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: You start working for Wolfgang, and then um yeah. What what happened with that? I, I mean, well,
0: what happened with that was I was probably about I just turned twenty one as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And I um and my mom still wasn't really working that much. So uh the chef was really pissed off at me because I told him like I gotta get a part time job at at MGM because I was old enough to go to the casino. Mm-hmm. Because casino I was twenty one. Yeah. So uh I was like well um or I was I was just at the age like nineteen or something, somewhere around that time. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I got you first. Remember that. And I said, yeah, chef, you know, no worries. I got there and they were paying me $14 an hour, you know, it's like oh, to do like some yeah. of the simplest food that I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yes, sir. So
0: I was like, bills are talking at the time. And I wrote the chef a letter and I came and talked to him said, well, I gotta, I gotta go to, you know, MGM. So I went <laughs> to MGM and I it was like a, a cook utility, but I knew that I wanted more than this. I, anywhere I wanted to keep my head down and just like cook,
1: right. but then
0: as a drive, you know, with, within us, sometimes as culinarians or as as people in the field, that you want to just push and try to be better. So I craft. had aspire aspirations to uh, move from commissary to their uh, to like their sports bar. From there, I went to a place called the Brown Derby. And that was their, uh, fine dining restaurant. Um, like before they closed and, and, and opened up a new casino. I, before that time, some people, I, none to me, some gentlemen from cut uh Wolfgang Puck's uh, steakhouse in California, mm-hmm. um, flew into, uh, Michigan and they wanted some food. Um, so it happens that all the other, uh, seasoned, uh, uh, cooks or whatever, they, I don't know, weren't there for some reason. So with that being said, uh, a couple of gentlemen, um, wanted certain dishes, something that we didn't have on the menu. I can't remember exactly what it was. So I made up what I knew how to make, which is good food. (laughs) So after that, I, you know, the, the the waiter took the food to the table. Then they wanted to meet me afterwards. I didn't know who they were. So I said, okay, cool. I'm glad you really liked it. They're really ecstatic about it. So I said, cool. So I left and I went home, you know, a few months later, uh, you know, Wolfgang Puck, it was said that Wolfgang Puck was coming to Detroit and, and opening up a, um, a steakhouse and grill. And Michael Mina was coming to Detroit and Detroit was kind of blossoming as a more of a food, uh, town. Mm-hmm. So, um, at that particular point, uh, I said, I'm going to apply for Michael Mina and Wolfgang Puck. I don't know who's going to hire me, but I'm going to go to apply there. Mm-hmm. So I went there. And interviewed and said you know i just want to be a cook you know i enjoy saute it's my favorite station um so i said you know i'm i'm a sautier i don't i don't mind you know doing whatever on saute yeah. so i had interviewed. interview and i went home and i always wanted to try to take uh the culinary exam for mgm and try to be a sous chef but right. i never was allowed the opportunity to do so mm-hmm. so one day i'm sitting at home and i get an e- email and i get a fax uh i get a call from the executive at uh the MGM. They said that uh I had to come in to work right away. Next thing I know that uh Wolfgang Puck's uh his best friend, I believe his name was John Leckliner at the time or I think it's his name. Mm-hmm. He he flew in and he wanted to meet me
1: mm-hmm. for
0: some and then we talked and then he seemed to take a liking to me a lot and then I I went home again. I'm like, okay, that was weird, you know. Yeah. Uh, so long story short, the the guy Calls me from MGM and says, Look, we have a fax on our desk. You got to come in here. I came back to work. They offered me, I just applied for a cook. They offered me a specialty sous chef uh, job. Oh, wow. Um, and they, they said, You know, we really want you to explore this position because they, I guess, they like the way I thought about food or something. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. It was the first time. Yeah. Wolfgang Punk's first time he was doing a breakfast menu. And um I I had a, a large hand in like writing the recipes and testing them and putting those roast recipes uh, in um circulation. Okay. Um I changed a few Wolfgang Game recipes.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, they probably won't say that, but
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: way, what it is.
1: It is it's it right. you know they're
0: there, they right, it work
1: for them. Yeah, so. you got make it your own. So we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, uh we're gonna go into uh a few things with uh, Chef Lahu. All right. Welcome back to Refrigerated Diaries and a quick message from our sponsors. If you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, then this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts, medical bills, and department store debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy. It's not debt consolidation. This special program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt, this forgiveness from what you owe your creditors. Call for free information and get all your questions answered in the first free call. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least 10,000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for free information and find out more now. 800-218-7170. There is no cost or obligation for the information. Don't wait. Call 800-218-7170. That's 800-218-7170. Get your debt problem solved. Call to one Two eighteen seventy one seventy today. So we are with Chef Mohammed of Cilantro a Food Truck here, uh, which can be located throughout Detroit and uh, various parts of Michigan. And um, we're going to go right into it here, uh, keeping the people engaged. If you've got any ideas uh, for guests that you'd like us to interview, things you'd like us to talk about, topics, or want to send us a picture of your refrigerator, please do so. So, Chef, one of the things that um, it's so prevalent today right now is our culture, the restaurant industry. When everyone is a chef, does culinary school matter? I, I find myself having conversations with people about what an appropriate cost is for a menu item. And, you know, granted, I, I do have a little bit more of a background on it. I, I still find myself having a conversation. What do, what do you find yourself in these types of situations? Yeah.
0: I, I do constantly because um, for one, you know, the, the cost of your goods, but also you try, I struggle with the idea of what value to place on the food that you deliver to people. Because uh, the one thing that I've always thought of food as art, which I'm sure a lot of us do, especially mm-hmm. as, you know, chefs, cooks, you know, lovers of cuisine, um, because of food to me is the most, um, it's basically the the most in-depth art, complex art that you can have or create because, you know, you can you can look at it, you can feel it, you can touch it, you can smell it, and you can consume it. You can't do that with an oil painting, you know? But you can look at a piece of food, you can take that picture of it, or you can look at it as a still frame and enjoy it, but then you can take it with you as you leave out the door. So that's value to me, especially when, Everything, I tell people all the time, we can put, you know, chopped tomatoes on the table and the way I put, lay them on the plate adds value to the plate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because we look at food as a, as a totally different thing. It's like notes on a, on a, on a paper, you know, just depends on what music you want to play. Oh, wow. So you know the the way it's looked at to me is complex so i feel like you gotta just you gotta let people appreciate the food which you also have a plus not the not the greatest value but a value that makes sense a lot of it's education of uh, customers also to let them know that this isn't just like you say because of food network and they do great jobs with what they do and all these different shows on channel two and the hell's kitchen or whatever you want to call them People think that what we do is simple. Yeah, I looked at um something. I was I was actually reading something that uh, uh the late uh, great Anthony Bourdain had uh said, and he was saying that um most people who think that they want to be chefs should probably go work at a at a regular restaurant, whether it be uh, uh, Olive Garden or even a uh, uh, the IHOP or Coney, local Coney Island. As a short order cook is a is a skill. And people should do that for a year be- because this is like, I feel like it's sacred what we do, and it's not looked at as, um, I don't know, TV kind of watered it down a little bit and doesn't give people the real.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it d- definitely does. Yeah. Definitely does. And, you know, even more so, and um, just the perception of value, like in the art world. A, p- a painting still holds the the subjective value, right? And it only appeals to a yeah. few senses. You know, it doesn't really appeal to every sense. Like you can kind of hear food when it's getting created. You can, smell, yeah, and right, sizzle all,
0: all that, that the skin and of the salmon. You know,
1: yeah, all of that. And then at the at the end of the day, <laughs> there there is still a block that will say that. Even though I know that the dollar chicken sandwich that I get at McDonald's is not really what I want to consume, the $15 piece of chicken is too expensive because I can get a chicken sandwich for a dollar at McDonald's. You know, it's not the same as I submit a picture that I made on paint and it still is revered exactly as, you know, some famous person's painting. I don't, I, I can't think of any at the top, but it's it's not. They, they throw money, yeah, 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 right.
0: So it, some kind of, yeah, you know, Van Gogh or something. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah, you know, like I, I, I want, I want to be a, a Van Gogh. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right, because I, I, I'm big on my art, and and I, and I get that. So I guess it's the compromise. It's it's really the compromise, but also. It's like how do you how do you win? You know, because you want people to see that you're more than just a a, a cook. I mean, which we are at the end of the day. Every great chef is a great cook and a mm-hmm. good listener, and mm-hmm. you know is uh, a general and grandma at the same time. And uh, you know, yeah. So I gotcha. It's yeah, it's it's more complex and and sometimes you know, people I think we're nobody knows how much this industry takes from you. And so when I plate up a piece of food and I put my soul on that plate, you know, um, uh, but it's hard to exclaim that to a guest who's like give me my freaking chicken sandwich, bro. Right,
1: <laughs> you know? Right.
0: So um I I long story short, I I'm still having trouble sometimes to say like, should this sandwich be seven dollars or should this sandwich be five dollars?
1: Right. Yeah. You know? The cat sat on the and that's a, that's an issue I deal with as well, because I want to give high quality food, as I'm sure you do. You know, I, I use uh, halal meat, as I'm sure you do as well. And mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, you know, when I, I get a call for catering and I, I start to go over pricing and, and things like that, uh, it, it's always a, a, a very informative conversation for one party. Uh, sometimes too. I, I learn yeah. something every now and then, but, uh, uh, typically it's like, yeah, you know, this is what it takes to make this type of of food, I, I can't just uh, show up, and, right? Uh, and make it oversight. show up, and yeah. then get, you know, yeah. you pay, you pay
0: four dollars a plate for you know thirty people.
1: Yep. So yeah. uh, we're we're uh, about to wrap here on time. Um, any uh, any last things you want to get out? Where can we find the truck? Uh, where can we see you?
0: Well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, you can find the truck. I every uh, week I try to put a new schedule up on our on our Facebook page at uh cilantro uh food truck on Facebook and on Instagram cilantro Detroit. Um we're around there's a like a cartoon character on the side of three guys. Um, you know, I look forward to working with uh Chef Gowan and we can do up some things collaboratively yeah, as absolutely. time permits, you know.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh you know, just just trying to grow the food culture and not let people know that we're here in Detroit and we we've we've been here and we hold honor in our craft, you know? Yeah. When the city's doing ups and downs, there's real people here, real chefs, who want to present good food and good health and nutrition to the community.
1: All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much for being on. I uh, will uh, get back with everyone. I look forward to hearing from you again, Chef. Good much luck and success. And uh, thank you very much for yeah, being Yeah, most on definitely. let do it nurse. again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again. All right. Thank you.